0: What we were doing till now, this is the final class in the series, and I tried to organize it in a way that we could finish all one in one, in Setting. one in one sitting. Uh, what we did till now is what the first three classes were analyzing some of the classical and, and some of the contemporary proofs that are uh, brought that uh, we say uh, to the accuracy of the text. You know, we have a text, and the significance of the authorship of the text is cannot be understated. You know. Our religion, what we do as Jews, we just celebrate Rosh Hashanah, we have Yom Kippur coming up, we have there's millions of Jews across the world, and that's on this upcoming Saturday, going to fast for 25 hours because it says so in the Torah, and that's a big deal. And it's a big deal, and we do it because we, we know that it's, it's real. And we know that it's binding, and we know that as Jews, that this is this is why we this is this is what it means to be Jewish. This is what what is always meant to be Jewish. This is where we get our worldview, where we uh, get our mode of practice, where we get our Judaism. That's where it's from. It's from the Torah, and therefore, to know for us that the book, the document, uh, the series of documents, the Torah, like the five books of, of Moses, are authentic. And they came. There was a guy named Moses, and he was a prophet. And there was this tremendous event at Mount Sinai, and everyone experienced prophecy together with experiencing Moses being called out as being the prophet, and being called up to the mountain and disappearing to the, uh, on, the on the mountain for forty days and forty nights, and coming back with tablets. And then, uh, with after some mishaps along the way, uh, we got another, another set of tablets, and uh, he gave us the Torah. And 40 years, we're in, the, we're in the wilderness, and what were we doing? We're studying Torah. Studying Torah from who? From Moses. That's why that generation, the generation that lived in the wilderness, in the desert, they're called Dor De'ah, the generation of knowledge. Why? Because they didn't have jobs. They didn't have to have livelihoods. Their, their food rained down from heaven. That's what it was. Every morning, you wake up and you go outside, and there's manna for you, you and your family. And on Friday, double manna. And on Shabbat, no manna. You got to collect it all before Shabbat. That's how people lived. You know, what did they do all the time? They're studying Torah. It was a generation of knowledge. Who were they studying Torah from? From Moses. Moses was their teacher. Moses dies. Before he dies, he gives each tribe a Torah scroll. He gives each tribe a Torah scroll. He writes an additional Torah scroll that was kept inside the Ark of the Covenant inside the inside the Aron, it was, was the Ark of Reconna, which was inside the tabernacle, which is inside the temple. Right? Tabernacle is the transportable basically temple, you know. Uh, it's actually the core of the permanent temple was the actually, the tabernacle that Moses built um, right after they got down from the mountain. That was with them throughout their journeys. So Moses is about to die. He writes down 13, 13 Torah scrolls, gives one to each one to each Tribe, and he has one additional one, which is kind of for everyone. And these are the original scrolls that all scrolls that we have today have been copied from. And um, so that's so that's so that's a little bit of history. We we'll get a little more more into that, but back to what we we covered. So the significance of the authorship is very important. We brought a wide variety of of seeming uh, seemingly incontrovertible evidence. Uh, to the veracity of the Torah, I'm saying it's it's it's, and that as we said, uh, we always we welcome dissent. That's uh, it's an important thing. It's important for us to do this in a proper proper manner. Uh, we found predictions that the Torah made that it seems impossible for a human to have made, and multiple examples of that phenomena. Uh, we see, uh, and this is something we didn't even mention, but we see a moral vision that's way beyond its time. You know, uh, uh, even. Two thousand years after the Torah was written, it was still a barbaric world. Yeah, yeah. It, years and years, millennia after the Torah was already given to the Jewish people, it's a barbaric world, and and the the document of the Torah is telling us. I'm just, I'm make, make sure my phone's off. Uh, it's telling us, to seemingly like talking beyond its years, but because it is is an absolute. You yeah. know, if the Torah is a true document from God, it's an absolute. So the moral principles that we have there are not going to be contingent on what society believes. It's 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 from God. It doesn't change. It's immutable. Right? The principles and the lessons and the structure of the world that we're building from the Torah is not bound to what society says because it comes from God. So if if society decides, oh, you know what, infanticide—if you have a baby that's born deformed, it's no problem to kill him. You know, that was a very popular uh, attitude that existed. Um, 2,400 years ago, Aristotle wrote right? that, this, that you know, the best form of, over, of dealing with overpopulation is uh, is infanticide. You know, if the baby, you don't like the baby, that's the right thing. That's the moral thing, and that was the way that the, the world viewed. And if you have a petty criminal, right, you could just throw him to the wolves, throw him to the lions. That, that was law. That is what normal people 2,000 years ago in the Roman Empire thought was the right, proper way to administer justice. Right. And today we see that as barbaric, well, and we look see at the, in ISIS. huh?
1: See
0: well, is. yes, yeah. Uh, but but t- today um, we, as collectively as a you know Western civilization, we have a system of laws that is much more what we would say more civilized. But then you look at the Torah, and you said the Torah was written at a time where it was just it, it was sheer lunacy. It was it was anarchy, and we have organized laws. And we have interpersonal loss, and we have restrictions on on on, on you know on every imaginable kind of uh, interaction with, with, between people. Every loss covered. Right? It's such a exhaustive um, description of what society looks like, and so moral. And we get lessons like all men are created equal. That, think about it, the Torah. Just just two hundred years ago, we had slavery in the civilized countries. The Torah is telling us all men are created equal. How far ahead of its time it is—it's just remarkable. Um, you know, if in Jewish law, if someone murders a slave, someone kills a slave, they are themselves liable to be killed. You know, and that's—and that's not only a Jewish slave; that's a non-Jewish slave as well.
1: The Torah says all men are created
0: equal. Well, the the, the Torah the Torah. Um, the Torah says it uh, in, for example, the Torah says that you can't kill someone to save yourself because who says your blood is any redder than that person's blood, right? Okay. You're equal. The Torah says that even a slave, like if you, if you have a slave, which is laws of slaves is just a good example to, to illustrate this point. Like I said, if you murder a slave, you yourself can be murdered if, if there's witnesses and all the framework for capital punishment is in place. Um, additionally, if you have a slave and you have one pillow, you got to give the pillow to your slave. So much so that the Talmud declares that if someone buys a slave, they're really buying a master because you have to take care of the family. You have to like pay, you know, child support, support their family, so to speak. It's it's think about the moral. Why uh, did
1: we have slaves though? Uh huh. Well, I was saying, but. Yes. Okay. Okay. Why are there slaves? why Are they? Just
0: servants well, just that's well. That's well. That's really what they effort. were. Uh, that that's what they were. I'm saying they. Uh, uh, it, uh, depends. A Jewish slave is only maximum for six years. Maximum. Huh? Yeah, like an indentured servant, sort of like
1: that,
2: sort
1: of. Yeah. So Except it was. It wasn't like. like a, a I mean, a slave. Yeah. The t- I think the term. Okay. No. Uh,
0: no. 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 These are people. Uh, these are people that are treated very. Very 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 well, like I said mm-hmm. the Talmud declares yeah. yeah the term slave is a very bad term let's call him service, service. Yeah. Um, but the I like I said the Talmud, the Talmud says if someone whoever acquires a slave acquires a master because the amount of respect and the amount of care that you have to give to your servant whatever you want to call them that is so sense. is so is so over over uh, so, so broad and so expansive that it's just it gives you so many more obligations so to speak. Um, so yes, it's remarkable. If you just have a historical perspective of the document, and like we said, we could quabble as to uh, what people say, well, maybe it was written later. Even if you accept the premise, if you accept the premise that the Torah was written later, it wasn't written 3,300 years ago, it was 2,700 years ago, still it's remarkable. You don't have to say, it's still remarkable today when you look back and you say, this is, let's assume it was written 2,700 years ago. Let's assume so. Still look at the document. Look look at the laws, look at the system, look at the look at the or, the organized outlook on life and how to develop the perfect society. Just just that alone is enough to uh to uh ensure that so this is not just what people wrote down and that people just yeah. uh, uh just just uh-huh
2: says it was written 27 years. saying you have 27 these, years. you have you have, have, have these,
0: like you have these scholars that say, you know, like we talked about the last time, you have the people that say there's the documentary hypothesis, people who say, oh, uh, yeah, it was written, there was multiple authors, Jeremiah was the author, Ezra the author, there was the multiple authors. I'm saying people question legitimacy the Torah. Obviously, it's it's a relatively new thing. The whole idea of higher Bible criticism is not more than 150 years old. Uh, until 150 years ago, and the man named Julius Wellhausen who developed this new method of thinking, there was really no, uh, there was no contesting. Uh, no one contested this. <coughs> uh, but nowadays, you talk to a scholar who's not, uh, uh, you know, and they will say, "Oh, yeah, the Torah, of course, uh, of course, it, was, it wasn't written by Moses, of course." You know? um, when there is remarkable, remarkable evidence, as we have seen, that it indeed was as it is described to be. There's also people that believe the last book, Deuteronomy, was not written by.
2: Written by somebody Yeah, else. So you know, it's people say this is another. This, this is a com- This
0: is a common question. If you look, if you analyze the linguistics of Deuteronomy, it's different than than uh, Genesis, Exodus, <coughs> yes, exactly. uh, Leviticus, and Numbers. And what's the answer? This is such a simple answer. It's it's incredible. It's like if want to review. I know that Deuteronomy. No. If you review. look at Deuteronomy, if you just if you just take the whole book of Deuteronomy, ninety <laughs> percent uh, of it
2: mm-hmm.
0: is a monologue by Moses. Hence, God tells Moses to write, so what does God tell Moses? Right? You write, veracious. He writes, veracious. He dictates it to, to Moses what to write. Deuteronomy, God tells Moses, I want you to write your speech. So in essence, Deuteronomy is the words of Moses. Yes, and that's why it would be different linguistically than the words of God ta Problem solved. Is there anything new in Deuteronomy that's not in the other book? Yeah, of course, of course. There's hundreds books. of mitzvahs that are only in Deuteronomy. Yeah. Of okay. course, but yeah, he, so but it's he not
2: does. Just review. But he does a synopsis. Synopsis of yes, reading. a lot of a
0: lot of the things are reviewed. That's true. Because but that's but if it's the words of Moses, it's no shock that it should be a different uh, style linguistically than the words of God. Ta-da, just read the book as what it is, and you have your answer. <laughs> you don't have to be a brilliant scholar to know that the book says that these are the words of Moses. Right? In fact, the 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 the, the statement of God speaking doesn't show up till all the way to the end of the book. Doesn't. Yeah, doesn't. Think about that. Yeah, it doesn't so say. so I um um I believe it's in it's in So you have uh, sections so I think it's the seventh book section of of the book where you find the first time that God spoke in Deuteronomy. So is it remarkable that you may find of, of, uh, variables or, or differences amongst the, in the writing style of Deuteronomy versus the... No, just take the book for what it is and it's God telling Moses to write down Moses' speech and that why it makes a lot of sense if it's linguistically different. Simple. Okay.
2: What's your feeling on the last stanza? Who wrote I,
0: Like we talked about. We mentioned this already once. The Talmud brings two opinions and... Which one do you... I, I remember... Dave, as I told you, this is not something that you and I can have an opinion on, right? We're, we're not—we don't have the scholars, it's the scholarship. We don't have the tradition. We don't want have the knowledge. Don't. No, we don't. Compared to to argue with, to, or to have a, an opinion of what the Talmud argues about, right? What we—we're not entitled to an opinion on that. You're not, and I'm—I'm I'm not. None of us are, uh, because. The scholars of the Talmud knew the Torah on such a such a deeper level than what we know that we're that we're not in the same class, so to speak, absolutely not. In fact, we're hundreds of light years millions of light years what away yes uh the, the Talmud the Talmud talks as as to the authorship who wrote the last eight uh, verses in the Torah he, because the ninth to last verse in the Torah says, and Moses died, so you have eight verses that that are written post. The fact of Moses. Now, remember, we mentioned this already once. We mentioned it uh, maybe a few times. The Torah is not written in chronological order. It's not. So Moses could have written that, and uh, and uh, and the Moses could have written it prophetically. If not, you know. To Moses is a prophet. Moses to Moses, God to tell Moses, you write this, even though it didn't happen.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. We were in New York, and if I recall, it had to do with uh, the uh, the the red strings.
0: Red strings. Yeah, your your brother. Yeah, I'm saying the pe- people who think that they're smarter than everyone, you know, that the collective wisdom of all the scholars, you know, the Jewish people today, it's it's something that we know today. It's it's quantifiable that the average IQ of a Jew is significantly higher. It's not. It's it's just data. It may, may be racist, but it's data. Well, three points higher on the average. Well, three points that for Ashkenazi <laughs> Jews. it's the average. It's actually seven percent more. Okay. That's okay. right. Okay. Uh, uh but either way so it, you, if, you you, if 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 you're if you were,
1: <laughs> 7%, 7% 3% whatever over that period that, that's actually very
0: large. Yeah, and also the most if you look at uh, any any field Jews excel in every field yeah. that's it's you know that's that's something that we could see uh, clearly but um if someone thinks that they're smart enough then the collective wisdom of all the scholars and all the rabbis that were just until now and like take Maimonides. you're really you're smarter than Maimonides, right yeah. <laughs> just uh huh no way. There's no, you know, there's no one around today that's uh, as intelligent as Maimonides, uh, much Too less bad. as dedicated to to to, to, to study or. We uh, uh, yes, um, uh, Wendy, you were saying. <laughs> the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes.
2: Torah.
0: The Dead Sea Scrolls are the most significant archaeological discovery of all time. They were discovered in 1947 by some, uh, like this goat herder who was throwing rocks, and he heard some clank, mm-hmm. and he climbed up to the. These caves, and he found these canisters that contained scrolls within them. They're part of, in south, uh, not all the way south, but south, uh, southeast Israel, basically near the near the Dead Sea, Pumran, in different places. There are these caves, very dry. Of course, they're very dry; doesn't get worn out. You know that Dead Sea, the Dead Sea in Israel is actually the lowest point in the universe, in on in, in the universe, in in the world. Lowest point. It's like 400 meters below sea level. It's very low. If you want to drive there from Jerusalem, you just drive down, 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 until you get there. So so dry. It's so dry that these uh, these scrolls were preserved, and they actually found this, like, looked through the caves. They found thousands of scrolls. Now what they uh, what they what they assume that these scrolls are from. Uh, they had uh, especially during the first century, during that time, very chaotic uh, century for Jewish history. And you have a lot of what's called splinter sects. It means different groups of Jews that kind of deviated away from kind of the mainstream. So, uh, for example, if you heard the term uh, Sadducees, you ever heard that term? Okay. Josephus talks about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There were these different groups. It's, uh, we, you know, if you look at the Jewish, the, 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 the classical uh, sources that talk about the destruction of the First Temple, is because of a lot of infighting. A lot of partisanship, a lot of sectarianism amongst the Jewish people, uh, contributed to the Jewish people's kind of spiritual downfall. So we had a group called the Pharisees, or even in the Torah talks about the Purushim, The Talmud talks about these. It was a common term, which was basically the mainstream, the majority of the Jewish people observant and not no no fancy no fancy footwork. You have the Sadducees; they rejected the Oral Torah. You have the Yevu uh, the um, uh, not the Yavusim, the uh, gosh, what's her name, Uh, the the Tzedokim and Baitusim, Baitusim, these people called Baitusim. Uh, There was one guy named Tzadok and he developed a school of thought called the Tzedokim or Sadducees and there was uh, um, Baitus who had the Baitusim. And then there was other groups like the Christians. Christians started off as a different group amongst the Jewish people. They were Jews, and they observed the Torah and everything like that for 100 years until Paul came and abrogated the law and made a, 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 a distinctness between these religions. They started off as being kind of being just a sect amongst the Jewish people. Only Jews were allowed and had to keep all the Torah, etc., but they had this fascination with Jesus, right? That's how it started off, and eventually it became its own religion. And we're actually very thankful to Paul for that because it used to be like, a, you don't know, like your neighbor was Jewish and he went to the same school as you and he wore uh, the same clothing as you and he went, sent his kid to the same school, but he was Christian, like a classic Christian. And then when Paul came in and made Christianity to its own religion, they uh, it became clear you have to kind of choose your sides. So there was lots of these different splinter sects during that time. So there's one group. Uh, they were called the Dead Sea sect, they call them, uh, or the, there's Essenes. Yeah. The, Essenes, the Essenes, the Essenes, that's right. Uh, and they uh, kind of developed their own ideas about, uh, you know, kind of Jewish practice. And some of these people by very important. Uh, We think of the splinter sects as kind of alienating or or, or doing less, observing less, kind of like, uh, you know, like, almost similar to, like, the the Reform and Conservative today, which are kind of, they broke off from mainstream Judaism and kind of developed their own thing, which is a little bit less uh, comprehensive. Uh, But actually, some of them were the opposite, like, the Essenes were very extreme, Mm -hmm. Like they made new laws and they wrote their new books and they made new restrictions. That's why they disappear. One of the theories why they disappear is because they had these vows of celibacy. Uh, so it's one way to make sure you disappear is to be celibate.
1: Somewhere in the northeast, the United States, same
0: thing. Yeah. So they so if they're so if they're so from they're so religious. You know, very, if they're if they're very, so religious clear, so. that uh, that that they they celibate, they disappear. So they yeah. lived in these caves, and they said the end was like the the end is near. Those mm-hmm. kind of people. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. why they were they were hiding out yeah. in these caves, yeah. and they wrote these. Yeah. Uh, we have these apocryphal writings. Uh, where, it's not really Torah. So. Well, yes. Yeah, so what they did was they had all the books of the Torah, but they also added their own. You know, so they I kind of had the Torah. Uh, that's
2: what was in the Dead Sea Scrolls.
0: And in the Dead oh. Sea Scrolls, they found copies of all 24 books of the Torah. I think there's only one of them that they didn't find there. And that's the I book of Esther. Nice. And the Talmud is? Uh, the Talmud came after that. Yeah, but
1: the Talmud is part of the Torah, but a- Well,
0: the Talmud is the oral Torah, not no. the written Torah. No. Well, the, the written Torah, the Torah itself means the five books of Moses. Right. That's where we get our laws from. The Bible, Jewish Bible, what's called the Tanakh, no. is 24 books. An additional 19 books, like the books of Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Samuel and Kings and that's Joshua. Not,
1: but that's, not Torah.
0: that's not Torah, but it's called Tanakh. It's still part of the Bible, part well, of the Jewish Bible. Well,
1: who who created the Torah?
0: well those the the Tanakh was the Tanakh was, um, the Tanakh was uh, written by like the book of Joshua was written by Joshua, the book of uh, of of Kings and Samuel was written <coughs> by Samuel. Uh, etc. They had to have multiple authors the book of tehillim psalms is also part of the tanakh
2: David.
0: right well the, the well not really yes there were 10 authors to the psalms there's some psalms that are authored by moses uh when oh, it was okay. when it was uh canonized very interestingly it was that was the men of the great assembly if you heard that term men of the great mm-hmm. assembly mm-hmm. Uh, was an expanded sanhedrin uh during the rebuilding of the second temple Uh, Ezra for example the name Ezra that rings a bell Uh, so those were um, that was an expansion a temporary expansion of the Sanhedrin and their their job was to they kind of organized the prayers that we have today they did a lot of uh, things to establish Judaism for a non-profit world so as the as the period of prophets was waning and and the temple didn't kind of hold the same esteem that it did in the first temple era. A lot of Jews were in Babylon, for example. So they developed uh, basically uh, a way for Judaism to exist without a temple and without prophets. So, uh, so one of the things that they did was organize the prayer. The prayer that we have today is from them. Another thing that they did was organize the holy books of Judaism, basically. So, um, uh, so they decided what goes in and what goes out. And there are some books that came afterwards that didn't weren't once the canonization of the tanakh was finished therefore, uh, nothing else could be added uh, so the la- the last one the, the the most contemporary one is the book of esther uh, the book of esther because the story of esther happened between the first and second temple era during those 70 years and right after that they they canonized the tanakh that was the last one uh, to make it in so that's the 24 books of tanakh esther rus uh, echa lamentations and these are all prophets the Romans. That's right, that's right. Uh, the last ones are like Malachi, if you hear the term Malachi. Or, 24
1: books are not the Torah.
0: Right, five of them are the Torah. Five of them. That's right. Uh, where were we? That's, oh, so in the, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, they found copies of every one, I believe, besides for the Book of Esther. They, did, they found many, 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 many copies of Isaiah. They loved Isaiah. Uh, for some reason so who, who are these
2: people are these so are the these are probably
0: the Essenes the Essenes, the Essenes uh, it's some sort of sect and they also had their own writings their apocryphal oh, writings okay. um, so that's that celibate, these people? yeah they were very, very very. made lots of restrictions they made new mitzvahs which by the way is prohibited by Torah law in Deuteronomy it says multiple times you cannot add or subtract. We don't believe in saying, "Oh, I'm going to make a new law." You know, I'm going to make a new shabbos. Let's we'll have shabbos twice a week. Let's be more religious than the Torah well, requires us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. So that's so that's, the, that's the,
0: the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and it's remarkable when they discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls. They're identical to uh, they're identical <laughs> to yes. Yeah. Now they did have they're other things to what? the, Torah. To, the to-, to the books that we have today. You know,
1: to the
0: fi- to the Torah, to the Torah and to the. Uh, and to the Tanakh, books. <laughs> and the other ni- the other 19 books. Okay. How are you feeling, Chishush? Feeling good? Tired? Yeah, so you look like you're dizzy. Is water? Maybe. He he
2: looks, uh, Why don't you take a
0: phone, Grandma? <laughs> no, 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 we're going to finish the class. Yeah, don't worry.
2: Well, maybe you he just wants a... to lie down on the couch. We'll lie on what the couch,
0: It's a pretty good couch. Left. On my left? Come sit on my left. On the couch. You don't like greens? I do. Okay, so I'm going to put him here. You're lay on the couch. Do you have a shot? He yeah he got he got a numbing shot oh, not a pill. no okay so where were we so that's that's the Dead Sea Scrolls now um, what I want to talk about today is a little bit about how the written Torah that we got from Moses how it was transmitted accurately without mistakes and how we know today that the Torah that we have today the Torah read in shul today uh, is the same Torah that Moshe gave the Jewish people before he died so uh, as we mentioned. Moshe gave Moshe wrote thirteen copies of the Torah. He gave one to each tribe, and uh, the reason why it's important for every tribe to have a Torah because any Torah that is subsequently going to be written has to be copied from one of those torahs. So every one of these tribes for centuries maintained their copy from Moshe, and they would always copy any new Torah that they had from that uh, from that uh, Okay. From that, uh, from that copy, yes. Do
1: we by any chance have? Are there in existence any of those original? Tores? Oh, uh, maybe
0: they are. Not that we, we don't know. know do of, we not know. that we know. Okay. of. I think the, the earliest uh, full, like full Torah scroll thing that we have, besides for the Dead Sea Scrolls, is maybe from the eighth or 9th century. Oh, Okay. I yeah. uh, remember these things don't last so long. If they're written, the Torah is written on cloth. Cloth is animal hide. Skin, animal so, like, if, yeah. even if you have a Torah scroll, it's one hundred years old. One hundred years old, relatively new. Uh, oftentimes it gets the 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 ink uh, gets doesn't fade or bleed it bleeds or cracks.
2: I've seen them sit, sit in our synagogue here and try to uh, replicate what should be in there. And if that if they can't, then that totally. No so person. yes,
0: this is this is the this, so what they did what the uh, what was instituted is lot there's lots of in Jewish law there's lots of. Um, ordinances that are in place to ensure that the Torah is copied one, with 100% accuracy. As we mentioned, I think it was last time the time before, the Christian Bible on the other hand is just rife with mistakes. There's thousands and thousands of variations. There's basic inconsistencies. There's just so many errors and we don't have any of that in the Torah. None of them. Uh, there's a tremendous case that I think I might have mentioned this last time when the, uh, the um, when they came from from Yemen. They came to Israel in the 1940s, and 50s, and 60s. They brought their Torah scrolls, and we compared them, and they were almost identical. Uh, they were actually not identical, as we mentioned last time, uh, but none of the words were different. Uh, it was just in Hebrew. Some words are spelled with vowels in the form of letters, and some of them are vowels in the forms of nekudot, which are not actual letters in the Torah scroll. So you would have a word that... Um, think of it like this way, you know, the, in English the word color can be spelled C O L O R or C O L O U R. It's the same word, just has a different letter. Uh, additional letters. So all the differences that we had—the nine difference, which is minor—especially we encountered when you when you when you, uh, uh, when you consider the fact that there's more than three hundred four thousand, in fact, that exactly three hundred four thousand, andrew five letters in the Torah. There's so many letters in the Torah, and a very, very, very minimal amount of discrepancies between the Torah, or the Torahs that have been isolated for thousands of years. How so? Because there's so many ordinances that are placed to ensure that the Torahs are copied accurately. So like we said, every tribe got a, got a Torah. And they would use that Torah as the guide to copy other Torahs. One may not copy a Torah scroll from memory. You have to copy a Torah scroll from an actual Torah scroll. There is a format for how the Torah scrolls look. Means you can't just uh, make. Means that every line is assigned to how many uh, how many words and what words the first word, what words the last word of the line. So all Torah scrolls look identical. You can't just say, "Oh, I just I write really small, so I you know I, I could do it like in less pages," you know. It's, it's it's, not... It, there's uniformity amongst all the Torah scrolls. Um, additionally... Are
2: they, are they so, written now or can they be mass-produced?
0: Uh, no. Torah scrolls cannot be mass-produced. They have to be written by... Sofer, be written. Sofer has to be trained specifically for Taurus scrolls. Um year? Uh, well, it depends how good... how um, It depends how fast okay. of a writer they are. Um, some writers are faster than others, so the faster okay. you are, the better it is, but... Um, we know that uh, at the Talmud actually records that the rabbis, the rabbis made a kind of a curse, so to speak, on on uh, on sofrim. Sofrim is a sofrim of scribes. So sofrim is plural for scribes and scribes that they should never be rich, because the second you have a rich scribe, he says, oh, you know what? I'm going to stop. I don't need to write. Uh, spend all day writing mezuzahs and fillings and torahs. I'm just going to go to Hawaii for three months now. And what happens if you don't have scribes that need the money, um, what's gonna happen? They're not gonna write Torah scrolls right. and into something which is necessary to because these things have to be written by pious scribes and it has to be written in a very specific manner. In fact just the material to make a Torah scroll costs like about five thousand dollars. You have to get animal hide of a kosher animal, has to be slaughtered in a kosher kosher fashion, has to be um uh, has to be there's a there's a whole process of how to take how to how to make the letter, how to how to how to prepare the leather and prep, you know the 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 ink has to be made uh, with the intention of it being used for Torah scroll. the the quill has to be used specifically so with intention for the paper. scroll not oh no oh no I oh no they were
1: parchment oh
0: they're
2: normal.
0: no no oh. a sheep or something you know no they no they they usually no they take it from cows wow, yes i didn't
2: know that yes it looks like paper no
0: it does not if you get close to a Torah scroll, you'll see it's Did very you learn thick
2: learn the mission Mich- who you t- teach Well, that's Shabbat. that
0: part of the oral Torah. The oral Torah talks about writing the Torah. Okay. That's okay. that.
2: Okay. I uh, produce
0: the, the, to- the, tom- the
2: now? Don't I
0: think. additionally, if you have a Torah scroll and there's a mistake. Right. If you have one extra letter in the Torah, right? You know what happened? Let's say you're 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 on a Shabbat and they're reading from the Torah and they find an extra letter, you know what they do? No, they don't throw it away. They gotta put it away right away. They gotta cover it up with a with a bag. You ever see Torah scroll? It's covered with a bag because it means you to make sure that no one uses it. You have to start reading it again, again. So you weren't, you were It's an invalid Torah scroll. So whatever you read till now, you gotta read again if that's part of the required reading for the day. If
1: you're the writer, the chauffeur, you get fired.
0: Huh? You get fired if. You're no, fire. no. Also, sometimes um, the nature of of the ink is that sometimes the ink kind of bleeds or it moves. So if you have two touching letters, two letters are touching it's invalid um, if you have uh, if you're missing a letter it's invalid you know
1: but it's made Defer? in pieces
0: well the way it works wow. is that it's it made in in sheets right. that are connected that are right. sewn together
1: so you can throw
0: No 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 no, no 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 actually it's important this is a what very means? important a very important thing that if you get a, let's say a mezuzah mezuzah has a very chronological order so that's why it's very very important to buy mezuzahs from a reputable, uh, pious scribe, because if if he misses a letter, um, he would be very much tempted to just go back and fill in the letter. But then it's not a kosher mezuzah. As opposed to a Torah scroll, that's not even written in chronological order. in fact, if you have a mistake, if you have two letters touching, they can fix it. They take and take and chip away. And they fix it. What's the
1: price of the Torah?
0: A Torah is fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Pretty expensive.
1: So all these shuls. Form,
0: uh, yeah people sort of people
1: uh, orthodox they all have they spent that kind of money for
0: Oh yeah them. oh yeah no people um mm-hmm. uh, people love donating torah scrolls people love it mm-hmm. Um it's expensive it's, and it gets progressively more expensive obviously now
1: You can like
2: use a chisel
1: Yes
0: yes and they have and they have it. they have specialized no, it, have it, they have specialized uh, tools to That's right so you could kind of right. so scratch it out and then you could you know, if you made a mistake in the letter.
1: But it doesn't have to be written, I mean, you you can, it doesn't have to be written all at the same time?
0: No, it it does not need to be most, in fact, most uh, scribes, like if you're, especially if you're you're writing your first Torah. So obviously the better, the more practice you have, the nicer it looks. So what they do is they typically start from somewhere in the middle. That way, when someone looks at the Torah scroll, they always do at the beginning, and they want to see that the beginning looks really nice, and they want to look at the end, which the end looks really nice. But if you start like in the middle of Leviticus, and there it could be all sloppy, provided it's kosher, but not necessarily as uniform and as beautiful. So you start from there, and then you go back to braces. That's what they do.
2: <laughs> but
1: not true with the mezuzah.
0: It has mezuzah has to be written from the first letter to the last letter, not skipping the letter, not missing the letter, not going back in so the letter. Mass-produced either then. Oh, none of these things. No, no, no.
1: Well, now I have a question. If, if, what about the Torah that's that you're reading, and you find out that it's got an extra letter, like you were talking about a minute ago? Then you cover it. Then what happens? in So the you, end? Have, I mean, you have you a have a month to, have to fix
0: it. Okay. If you don't fix it in a month, you gotta bury it. You have to course, bury it. Bury it. Exactly. Like you do prayer. Old prayer. Books that's right. Have, okay. That's right. All right. Okay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, in the mezuzah, there's the, uh, the the verses of the Shema. That's it. Yeah. yeah, it's very. It's 248 letters uh, words. That's not something. the
1: 12 tribes. What's the difference between a Kohan and a Levite?
0: Well, it was a fa- family. The Kohan is from the family of Aaron, and the Levite uh, is from the family of Moses, basically. Okay. Uh, but uh, there's 12 tribes, and whatever tribe you're from, that's kind of. It was. It was a little more clicky. It was like kind of. A, it was a tribe. Uh, as I mentioned this beforehand, uh, when the one that's C split. It split into 12. Uh, the 12 uh, paths, and each, each each tribe walked amongst its own path.
2: Do you believe, that the, I mean, is it proven that the, there is a gene for a
0: Kohen? Uh, yeah. There's this guy who came up with this Kohen gene. that actually found that uh, yeah, male Kohens share, okay. they all share an ancestor. Uh, that's not so significant. I mean, I don't know anything about genetics. I don't know how it works. Well, but um, okay. the tribes, they were each assigned... Uh, they were assigned different portions of Israel. Like, so Israel was parceled up uh, amongst the tribes. And so, like, the tribe of Judah was where Except Jerusalem was. Ju- Judah and uh, and Benjamin was where the where Jerusalem was. And all the tribes were spread around uh, around Israel. Reuven, the tribe of Reuben, which is the first tribe, was actually on the east side of uh, Reuven, God, and half of Manasseh was, was on the east side of the Jordan.
1: So are Kohans and Levites, they're more
0: rabbis or they're more... Well... They always were the leaders, you know, the spiritual leaders. The Kohen Gadol, which is the high priest, he was the spiritual leader. And there's certain there's certain spiritual characteristics of the uh, of the tribes. Nowadays, it used to be that the tribes would not like would would, would wouldn't really wouldn't really intermarry with each other. You know, they lived amongst each other. Um, they, I'm saying each tribe lived amongst its. Uh, they they would not intermarry. Uh, there was no prohibition against intermarriage. They inter- just didn't. But just. it means there was kind of a feeling of camaraderie with you and your tribe. Mm. Uh, mm. Obviously, mm. as time has progressed, and we don't really know which tribe we're from, unless you're a Cohen. Um, you not. I'm, go, I'm a Levi. Oh, so if you're a Levi, you know you know what tribe you're from. But me, I'm just a regular Jew, so I have no idea which tribe I'm from. I have no idea. Yeah. And most people, most people don't know which tribe that they're from. Uh, and it's really not so significant now. If you're if you're a Jew then you're readily Israelite so oh, darn. I thought I was special. No, you are special. You are, you are. You are special though. Yeah, you are. You are. That's why. Uh, the the Torah the, 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 the Torah gives religious. us <laughs> the Torah gives us um, certain requirements for honoring the Kohen the Cohen gets first, right? The Cohen gets the first Aliyah the, the Torah then the then the, the, yes, the Levite. We'll right
2: you see but the thing I'm 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 struggling I'm not struggling. The thing I don't understand is they ask who's a kohen. Well, I'm a kohen.
0: You have to have something to
2: prove. So, do you? Is there something that you have to have in order to prove that you're a kohen? Well,
0: with like regards to what? So yes, if someone says uh, someone could, if you drive French to
2: what you say? Fetish for Hershey's. No, no. Is there? There must be something. <laughs> no.
0: So um. So what's important you is have to is trace your lineage back to um, the kohen Godot. If let me ask you a better question. Yes. Let's say someone says, uh, "Oh, I want to marry your daughter, right? I'm Jewish. How do you know they're Jewish? You're not gonna let your daughter marry a non-Jew, right? God forbid. How are you gonna let your parents were Jewish? Well, so does he have to prove that or not? I'm saying that that's the same question, you know. Do
2: you just so so the question
0: is yeah, So if I
2: guess you watch and observe.
0: Well, no, you know, yeah, well, it's, they, not, it's not just that.
2: If you know that their parents
0: were Jewish, their parents are part of the Jewish community, and their parents, their grandparents were part of the Jewish community, then you can safely assume they're Jewish without doing any history. No, uh, if someone that you don't know, you never met, just shows up and says, oh, I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, I'm Jewish. You know what? Oh, really? Uh, uh, do you know anything about being Jewish? Uh, no, I'm, but I'm Jewish. Uh, were your parents Jewish? Uh, I think so. I have no idea. There was this guy. I got, I got a call from a kid uh, in the woodlands. Uh, He says, uh, I think I'm Jewish. Oh, really? So what kind of evidence do you have to prove? Like, do you have any sort of, like, how do you know, like, his parents are Christians, very religious Christians, and that's where he went to Christian school. I'm like, what makes you think you're Jewish? I really feel Jewish. Listen, that's not, that doesn't really cut it for us, you know. If you grew up Jewish, your parents were Jewish and grandparents, grandparents were Jewish and we see, uh, uh, we go, we have pictures of the graves in Europe and they were, his grandfather was a rabbi, my other grandfather was a shokhet, right? then we know you're Jewish without any sort of evidence. But if some guy claims to be Jewish, has absolutely no evidence to, uh, of the, of the uh, then they, they were probably want to, to do and a conversion. They have to convert them, Jewish, then, right? Yes, yes, yes. If your mother's Jewish, your mother's Jewish, your father's Jewish, not necessarily. The other it, way. Way. it
1: used to be the opposite. It never was the an opposite. Antiquated. No, that's not
0: true. The it Torah, Torah itself Land, says it's verse. a verse in the Torah. Yeah. It's yeah. a verse in the Torah that when it, when when a when a Jew uh, uh, sleeps with a non-Jew and they and they produce a child, the child goes after the mother. It's a verse in the Torah. However, what you're saying is that yes, the land rights and if your dad was a levy, you're a levy, and your okay. dad was a Cohen, you're a Cohen. Goes to the father. The exception to that is if if there's an intermarriage. Okay. So. So yes, the rule applies that your Judaism comes for your dad unless there is intermarriage. Either way, so if the father is is the mm-hmm. one who's a non-Jew, we go after the mother. Mm-hmm. And the father, the mother's the non-Jew, we go after the mother. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: If the mother say
0: that again. If, the, if mother, the father, if the father is a non-Jew, we go after the mother. If the mother is a non-Jew, we go after the mother. It means either way, if there's any sort of intermarriage, right. regardless of whether or not the man the is the marriage, Jew. The child the mother. goes after. That's the That's right. So, but if both parents are Jewish, then we go after the father.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. but that's not, I'm um, saying... When I was in middle school, my, my grandparents were in Houston. So when I was in middle school and I brought home a friend that said they were Jewish and they, my grandmother didn't know who they were, my mother didn't know who they were. It was a big deal to figure out who were these people. I said, well, they moved from Arkansas and I didn't really know them. And that happened when I was in middle school and it was very odd mm-hmm. that there were people that started coming in that my parents didn't know. I don't yes, know, you we'll I mean, Houston was a much smaller state too. I mean
2: everybody you know, Houston, they 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 knew everybody. When we all no we all but when yeah. the Jews came over on Ellis Island, I don't know if you knew this or not, they couldn't pronounce the last names. Mm-hmm. So they became Goldbergs, Gold and the Berg, son of Gold you know, they were Smithies. And a lot of them became Cohen, the last name of Cohen because they thought they were all Cohes, so You're a Cohen. That's how they name. The yeah, there's some cones
0: that are not uh, not. It can't
2: be they're right. Some yeah. I would say there's a bulk a of the, the coins. Yeah, there's a lot
0: of a lot of names that were you know shortened or abbreviated. Or, you know, yeah, last names is a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in, so in the Torah, Tal- yeah. and, and you look open the Talmud, it's not seeing a single last name because mm-hmm. it's just so you, who Coen, you are and who your father was. Coen, you're
2: not necessarily I a mean, right, but uh, Crones,
0: typically right. it's uh, oftentimes you do see you do see like him the son of of his mother, but typically it's the father. Uh, okay so what other ordinances are there um, the scribe has to pronounce every word out loud before he writes it so if you write you have to say the word write it say the really? next word you write it very interestingly really? because we want if you copy if you try to if you try to copy um, uh, a document uh, and a document has 300,000 letters you will make a mistake you will make a mistake guaranteed. Right? we're trying to build as, as, as much of a system where you're not going not, not to make a mistake. So,
1: so do they work in pairs? I mean, is there something no, no. else there? No, no. You, you
0: have the document that you write in front. You're copying from the, the Torah. That's in front, right? you you're return. following the okay. same structure. Gotcha. Every line gotcha. is the same okay. amount of words. Okay. Right? The same word that ends that line over there is the M line over here. Gotcha. So he I just see the loud. word. Okay. I say the word. Okay. I write okay. the word. Okay. I see the next word. I say the word. I write the, I write the word. Um. You have to like we mentioned. The letters can't be touching each other. It has to be to written. There has to be white uh, white space around it. Uh, there has to be a precise amount of space between the two letters. You can't just have, um, and you don't want two words to look like they're one word. There has to be a space between each letter, uh, but also a space between the word. There has to be uniformity amongst that. Um, and like we said, if there's anything wrong, if there's any mistake, if they if they find, you know that there was something. Different or something wrong or invalid about the Torah, they they had to put it away. 30 guys fix it, and if you don't, you put it away. Um, so remarkably, and another thing, they would they would uh, every couple of hundred years, historically, they would take all the Torahs that are uh, that are in every community and bring them together and cross-check them. Uh because if there was a mistake, you want to make sure so the mistake doesn't spread. Uh, so what they would do is they would collectively gather, have like a convention, and cross-check. And then if a mistake happens, the odds of the same mistake happening to everyone is 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 nil. So if you have a hundred hundred scrolls and one of them has a mistake, so you fix that mistake, and that's a way to weed off all, uh, perpetuation of mistakes. And every town, even in Europe, even way after this, every town had a scroll, that that was a scroll that was used to copy to make all the scrolls uh, for the town. Uh, that's why we could safely say that the Torahs that we have today, and Torahs we read in shul, we read on, on, um, every, twice a week, and uh, twice during the week, and once on, on Shabbat, these are the same Torah scrolls that, same words, same letters, as we got from Moses.
2: How long did it take to, to to write a Torah,
0: yeah, um, I, I think somewhere, like someone mentioned, a year. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. I think it depends. It depends yeah. on what else you're doing. You know, you're writing 10 hours a day. Uh, maybe uh, uninterrupted, you pro- probably probably, you probably could do it faster. I don't know.
1: So That's why they cost $60,000. could oh. very well have been the first person to ever die from writer's crime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you think so? That's
1: pretty yeah, really amazing. Imagine, imagine 13, or 13. Or 13. I wonder how long it took Moses to write. Well, he was wandering 30, for 14 40 years, years but still, you know. Point, uh, you know he made 13 copies
0: yes so yeah how he we, how we did it it's it's. I, I don't know how he did it yeah Uh
1: hire people to help him
0: huh You'd have people help no them. it seems like he wrote them himself yeah but remember if he survived 40 days without eating or drinking you could probably do this also it's not a big deal They
1: had 40
2: years in which to do it too
0: but I just no no but well, he wrote it at the end, end. But clearly he, he wrote it at the end yes how he did it all
2: 13 years
0: how how he how he know how he did it all I don't know but yeah. the same way I don't know how Aaron lifted twenty two thousand uh, uh, Kohanim in, in one day he lifted them shook them all around like, yes I'm saying yeah remember they during these times the Jewish people are are in the uh, are in the desert they're in the wilderness they're living a supernatural existence as we mentioned this hundred times already but they got food raining down from heaven the clothes grew with them. Imagine they had yeah, wore the rock, same clothing. A
1: rock followed them with their water.
0: Yes, a, they got their water out of a rock, and this is something that was experienced not by water. one guy, or not by one family, or not by one community, mm-hmm. by millions miss, for was, generations.
2: What were you, what were you saying about close. the Kohen shaking twenty-two thousand?
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Torah tells that uh, that on the day of the, uh, I think it was the Hanukkah Sabbath, the day of the uh, when they uh, when they inaugurated the temple. So um, there was this process of dedicated, dedication for the uh, for the Kohane's and Aaron. I think Aaron, maybe Aaron, and instead of the sons, I don't remember exactly. He would take him and he would lift him up and shake him, just take him, and twenty thousand. Can you imagine lifting twenty thousand people and shaking them oh, no, all in one not... day. So yeah, how 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 they did it? I I don't know how 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 they you did it. Shake him, just shake him. Yeah, shake no. him. And you know that that's a group of, what that does group mean? God, <laughs>
1: the of I don't know, What's shakes the her brains. That? <laughs> yeah. of that
0: well it Do was some like sort of a dedication process, huh? No, it wasn't an offering, it was some sort of some uh, sort true. of dedication process. I don't know exactly what it was for. Okay. Remember they also had they had they they built and rebuilt the tabernacle Well, this a mere finish. Shush we're going home soon, Chris. Okay? they built and rebuilt the temple all the time. And what they uh, they actually in uh, in the tabernacle, so it was basically a you know like kind of, kind of a rectangle and it had beams and it also had each each beam had a hole in it in the middle going through. and they would take this one central beam and they would put it through that hole. problem is is that what happens when the when there's a sharp angle? the Torah says is that they would just take the pole. And they would push it, push it, push it, and the pole itself would turn, like a piece of wood. Can you imagine a piece of wood or metal, whatever it was, the metal or wood? I don't know what it was. I don't know what the material was made out of. The brecha Tichon. That's the kind of life that they lived in. You know, we don't have uh, we don't have material that acts that way because we don't have spiritual material that has physical manifestations as well. Actually, pretty then, remarkable.
2: And when in, in the tabernacle itself, I heard when the Jews went down to prostrate themselves.
0: Yeah. Expand. Yeah, this I'm saying for us to ma- to to wrap our heads around of of uh, uh, a uh, Huh? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. But It's a whole different reality. But we know it's still true because we have testimony from yeah. it. We have evidence yeah. to yeah. support it right. and we have traditions based upon uh, the 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 witness of millions of people of these practices. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I had some more stuff I wanted to talk about, but I uh, I want to stop over here. I want to thank you guys all for participating, and it was lovely. I really enjoyed next, this. Next will be Torah again. Torah study. Uh, that's right. They're going to start the breakdown through the Bible. I believe it's going to be uh, I don't know if yeah, next week. Next week? I don't no. think it's next no. week. But after two uh, quotes. And, um, sure we'll this class.
2: Much yeah. Yeah, yes,
0: we, have a we, look at we go through the conversation line by, line, by yes. line. Yes, thank you so much. Thank thank you. No, yeah. you. Take this one, take, yeah. take it uh, almost. Yeah. So like and, uh, everyone, please, uh, have a meaningful, yes, yes, and an easy yeah. fast. Where are you going? I'm going, going to be in Bel Air. Yeah, going he's going to be the Hazan over That's right. I saw that. And uh and yeah, we can feel it. confident every time you see a Torah, you we see the letters of the Torah lifted up. And they say Zos haTorah when they lift them. They lift Zos haTorah. Shasamochel of This is the Torah that Moses. That's what we say every time yeah. they lift the Torah. Yeah. It's been done for centuries. This is the Torah that Moses gave the Jewish people. Shasamochel of Hashem. I as per the dictation of God.
1: I was a I'm a Reconstructionist and uh, it was a small. Al, you're Jewish. So no, the, the the point I'm I'm making is it's, it's a small show. Yeah, special or anything like that. I'm just saying, in our group, it's very few people. So, and I don't go to services except during the Holiday. I do Musa every week, but so I had the uh, opportunity of holding the, the uh, Torah, not walking with it, but taking it off the podium. Mm-hmm picking it up it's heavy mm-hmm. yeah it's heavy it's very heavy and of course has a little and, and it was all it was more like, oh, on one side because of where it was you know so, was, there, but there's so a few, I'm, sitting, I'm picking it up they say hey Al, you're strong we want you to what take. happens
2: if you drop it out no oh, god well, forbid I, you, know, oh, no, you have no. to fast for help oh, I, I guess thing. you have a lot of kissing to do no you're <laughs> fat. you
0: have to fast Yes, it's a, it's a very big a calamity, really in sorry, Yes, yes, but caught... when they do the the, bridles, had called had the had had cord, it's called the Hadra, Everyone says Zos This is the Torah to that that <laughs> Moses gave uh, the the Jewish people. the <that's> hand of We we declare that, and we've declaring that for centuries. And we could safely declare that we know that there is legitimacy to this uh, ancient Jewish claim. Thank you all for coming, and everyone have a meaningful year. And <laughs> okay.